Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. You made a fool of me How's it going? This is Radio Free Brooklyn. This is usually point of orders time slot uh, here on Radio Free Brooklyn, uh, Sunday at 11 o'clock. But in fact, Joe and the gang are not here this week. I'm Colby Smith. I am substituting uh, the hosting duties for you. Joe, I so like, let's, let's start off with this. I host uh, a show right before this one called Young Persons Radio, a, 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 Saturday, a Sunday morning uh, comedy talk show. Uh, so we're filling in for Joe and the gang this week on Point of Order, a sports show. Uh, Joe is off uh, uh, living out his Hollywood fantasies. And this is not a joke. Uh, he's shooting a pilot today, uh, and uh, we are here to sub for him while he, while he does that. Um, and I'm sure he'll have all kinds of stuff to tell you about it next week when they get back. Uh, but in the meantime, I'm Colby Smith, and I will be here with you until 12 noon, at which point we'll be followed by the Brooklyn Conversation uh, with Rosie, so stick around for that. And then, of course, at 1 p.m., we have Objection to the Rule, uh, Radio Free Brooklyn's answer to the Sunday morning political talk show circuit. And after that, we have all kinds of talk shows on Sundays. Sunday's our talk show day here at Radio Free Brooklyn. We have pre-recorded and live shows until 11 p.m. tonight, uh, running the gamut of interest. So keep that dial tuned to Radio Free Brooklyn all Sunday long. As you, as we wait out this uh, the end of this never ending winter uh, together. In the meantime, I am joined uh, by my buddy Jack. Hey, how's it going? What's up, Jack? Not much. How? Um, how what, what, what were you going to say? I was going to say I hope we still talk about sports today. We can definitely talk about sports because I, on Friday night, went to see the Orioles play the Yankees. Oh, is it like I thought you were going? I literally thought you were going to cue up like an applause, like. <laughs> no, no, uh, no. Who won? The Orioles won, and I am from Maryland. They're the hometown team, mm-hmm. as are you. Mm-hmm. You're from there. They're our hometown team, mm-hmm. uh, the Baltimore Orioles. They stomped them. They stomped them seven. I think seven to three was the final score. They got a grand slam uh, in the at the top of the fourteenth inning. Really? Yeah. I didn't realize a Grand Slam was a thing. Yes, it's like when a re- the bases I know what are... It... Okay. Don't talk down to me. Okay. <laughs> Never condescend to me. <laughs> no, I just mean that I, I, I always... To me, a Grand Slam always existed as kind of a hypothetical, hmm. uh, like an abstracted... Well, I would say it happens fairly rarely. Sure. Um, but uh, uh, it, was, it was nuts because the, Yan- the Yankees pitcher at that point had walked three Orioles hitters in a row... And then the guy got a home run. The next guy got a home run. So, so he set it up for himself. By that point, the, the stadium was already like so empty. But people were so miserable that the game had been going on for this length of time that this yeah. grand slam happened, which, again, is like a fairly rare thing in baseball. And is usually like even when it's the other team that does it, gets some kind of reaction from the crowd, right. even if it's the one of like revulsion. Sure. This guy hit a grand slam scoring four runs at once. And 
nothing from the crowd, from what crowd there was left. Mm. It was also a very haunting experience to be in Yankee Stadium with those like like 60,000 seats or whatever and have maybe 300 people there by the end. Oh, like, yeah. So many people had left. It was cold. The game had been going on for five and a half hours, and that's not an exaggeration. Baseball stadiums are probably the thing I'm most excited to see reclaimed by nature and animals <laughs> when we are wiped from this earth. Yeah, where uh, it's like just vines and of leaves growing yeah. up the side. You yeah, know? it's true. Like truly, the scope of them is. I guess we're like it's like you said. Like when it's full of people, it. I guess it's at least familiar, so it's like canny. Right. But like it's truly like an insane, like. The scale of a baseball stadium is just like a thing that humans made. Yeah, it's just uh, it's it's wild. Yeah, yeah. It's not, I mean it's 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 like people uh people go to like big concerts mm. in the summer at the at these like I think last summer like Lady Gaga played it at the Mets uh, stadium or possibly the summer I think it was last summer. Right. Um. But uh, I can't, I can't imagine seeing uh music in that environment. Like you would have to get. Like, even the closest seats, like, can't be that close because they have to, like, build the stage up so high. It just seems like a bad uh, environment in which to see a, a band you like. Well, we, we saw Taylor Swift at City Field, which is like... No, crazy. no, that was at uh, uh, a giant stadium. That was at the football stadium. But it's, is, oh, I guess the football stadium is different MetLife than stadium. stadium. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, you know, I guess all I can say is different strokes for different folks. <laughs> Uh, Do you like a big stadium show? I like the feeling of of um, of like anonymity. You know what sure. I mean? Yeah. Uh, I feel like it's smaller shows, especially if you're seeing like a cool band or something. Uh, it's easy to feel like kind of scrutinized in a way. Like, mm -hmm. am I like, am I like the right demo? Yeah. Am I fitting band? into this scene? Uh, you know? Yeah. But that is kind of a good thing about like about an arena or right. larger. And it's at the Taylor Swift concert we went to, like everyone's just like, oh, those are some young dads. And like, yes. it was fine. Like no one really <laughs> cared. Yeah. Uh, you know, though I'm sure like amongst the, the primary audience, like demo, which was just uh, mean middle schoolers mm -hmm. and some like too nice middle schoolers. Yes. I'm yeah. sure they were uh, tearing each other apart, either like mentally or verbally. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. That was on the 1989 tour. Yeah, and we're not talking about any of that reputation. I'm not going to see reputation. Wow. <laughs> well, I, yeah, you're right. You're, yeah, it's, it's, uh, that's happening. She's coming back to Giant Stadium this, uh, this summer. And, you know, uh, I mean, I would love to do three in a row for her because I saw her there on the Red Tour as I, well. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm not going to go. Because it was about the 1989 thing that, that, uh, that, that surprised me was how truly how many children – like kid girls were still there and that was her big like that was her like i'm a grown-up now pop well, album yeah once it, for one thing it was her a big yeah right like i'm a grown-up i'm an adult woman who like um orders cocktails with their own name uh when i go out like, <laughs> like it was it was like loudly trumpeting her own like very uh silly slash bizarre like um uh, benchmarks of like what being an adult human mm -hmm. looks like to a person who's never really lived normally amongst other humans ever in her entire life. Yes. Uh, who's like childhood memories consist of like being on stage at a state fair. Mm -hmm. and, like, that to her is the point is uh, you're right that it was like weirdly I was expecting. And it was also the peak of her kind of appeal, like semi ironic appeal with um, with people in their early 20s. Yes. Um, yes. Who. Perhaps normally listen 
consume more quote-unquote highbrow media than taylor swift mm. but because it was like kind of the weird sort of nation stages of or like the the golden age of like poptimism you mm. know what i mean there there was like a lot of like there were a lot of floppy hat girls who were like very into the fact that they like taylor swift totally i mean yeah the the, the poptivism i think is 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 uh an apt thing to bring up because it was it was, also by the way i love how we've pivoted this from sports into something we can talk about so immediately <laughs> it came up naturally <laughs> we truly, I wasted no time well so we're like bill simmons you know we can move in and out of different media very easily i think you're a much more uh likable and charismatic media figure than bill simmons (laughs) well jack i'm so glad you said that Uh because i am here today on point of order to announce the launch of my media empire (laughs) bill simmons is (laughs) and it's called uh uh uh, it's called uh um buzzer beater (laughs) and it's going to be a website where uh i i say i'm going to talk about like uh sports and tv but really i just talk about basketball and that's really all i want to talk about more so than even Anthony Bourdain, I guess, because he's less bombastic, though that's being very generous to him. Bill Simmons is the ultimate um, girlfriend's dad who's trying to impress you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I don't. I didn't know you had had ex- uh, engaged with him at all. Incredibly fleetingly, and yeah. yet I have a very solid opinion, like a very <laughs> formed opinion. Literally, my experience with Bill Simmons is when... Uh, his HBO commercials for his stupid show would come on when I was trying to watch fucking Game of Thrones. Uh, uh, and he was just That sort of, show was bad. Oh, I, I mean, no part it, of it seemed like it could be good. No, I mean, but he he is he does have a a likability, I guess, in 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 the in the arena of sports broadcasters who are usually like Skip Bayless like like veins bulging out of their neck. Like right. angry uh, white dudes. Well, yeah, he is like a much more like uh, uh, like NPR like milk toast version of that. Sure, guy. but the pool for that is so sure. I mean, I, we're speaking relatively here, and I mean, I only again my experience, and this will probably be recurring. Uh, <laughs> my experience with sports is exclusively like like brutal childhood otherness, <laughs> yeah. and then in adulthood is just esports. Uh, but watching esports is, I think, it, I think they probably shares this with mainstream sports in that the announcers they choose are like the most charismatic people chosen from a pool of like uh, uncharismatic people, for yeah. la- lack of a better word. Yeah, like it's all. I would love to talk about esports with you, starting with the name. Uh, okay, well, we, we, you and I have discussed before that it is a bad name. Off the air, we have. Sure, <laughs> they don't know. Well, I mean, <laughs> I guess uh, uh, reel me this, Kolb. You ever hear an email? It's the same. <laughs> well, no, but what's funny to me about it is it betrays this philosophy that any competition is a sport. <laughs> Where it's like, it's like not, nothing about this is a sport. Like a sport, it's like, I feel like a sport has to be athletic in some way. And I have no like fealty to sports really sure um, and like upholding a narrow de- like a, yes. a constructionalist a idea sacred definition of yes uh, uh but i do think it's a it's uh it's foolish to call it uh well, esports i mean not to because it's competitive but that's where the similarities end i would and i've i've never thought this until just now so um i we'll see how readily i ready i am to all right yeah it. let's do it but you call golf a sport right yeah, and golf. I mean, yeah, maybe isn't it's not athletic, but it is uh, kinesthetic or like it's mm-hmm. tactile in a way. Right, right. Like it's all about having 
hyper developed hand eye coordination, mm. spatial reasoning, et cetera, et cetera. It's I mean, it's it's a physical right, skill. but I'd say you're using your hands and your well, perception as point. much in video games. And listen, the sport of video games is not in like how move quick you can move your thumbs. Yeah. But I mean, um, but I it's think, about pattern and, and repetition. It, uh, uh, I mean, sure. A pretty small and relatively un, an extremely uninteresting part of it is muscle memory. Uh-huh. But like the true game, it's. I mean, the true game, which is what draws like interests. I mean, okay, like riddle me this, right? Uh-huh. You're watching a basketball game, and like, yeah, uh, they're tall and can and throw the ball f- fast and hard. But you're not talking about like. Wow, he throws the ball this fast while this other guy bro- throws the ball this fast. You're talking about like the game that's going on, the yeah. strategy and like the the idea. The bigger picture. The bigger picture. Yeah. Like the the athleticism of sports is frankly like tangential to like what to is what people enjoy to people about, about it. Well, Unless I think that's watching, true, like, but I like also think Usain Bolt run super fast. Well, there's but it. I also think that it's the athleticism of it is the thing that makes like sports heroes. You know, like uh like we love LeBron because he's that good, like, like his story, like his personal story adds to it. Sure. What is LeBron's personal story? I don't know. Well, I mean, for some people, it might add to it. I think LeBron. It comes back to what I was saying. I mean, LeBron is just the rare sports figure that has charisma. Yeah, and so he's very easy to like put into that hero. But role. he has charisma. But he's also like the best. I think it's just like a very right. base thing of just like we like watching people be really good at something. But there are people who are really good at esports, and like I like watching them. Yeah, but I don't know if is it this. I don't know. I'm trying to like suss out what the difference is. Because also, I just want to say as a disclaimer, like I like um uh I'm allowed to keep my my dad's car out as late as I want, and I do lots of drugs. Like I <laughs> am really cool just because I'm talking about esports. It's a small part of my life. Yeah, no, it's a it's a um. There have actually been. I'm gonna actually not both of those things that I chose to define me as cool are both things that are completely untrue about <laughs> me, and they could not be less true. But there are, uh, there is a growing trend in professional sports. There is a, 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 that is embracing what we call esports. For example, Shaq. Right. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> is. Now, as of six days ago, he is the general manager uh, uh, for the esports NBA 2K League. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is Shaq, you know? This is Shaq. Uh, okay. What, are you saying that it's... It's, it's a mainstream embrace of, of esports as a concept, I think. Well, yeah, but also, I mean, Shaq has an incredible, like, a huge amount of disposable income. Mm. You know what I mean? Right. Also, I mean... Uh, brain trauma that we can only speculate upon <laughs> and we'll never know until the autopsy comes back in 2072 it's true because if you don't think that his superhuman physical stature is not going to lead into an mm-hmm. uh, unprecedented lifespan uh mm-hmm. you're fooling yourself <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah no i mean you're right i think that is cool uh and i think it does i from my again my experience with like, because mostly my experience with with esports is like the Overwatch League, which mm. from what I can glean is like a way more top down kind of constructed. Like they were like, wow, so many people like Overwatch, and because I feel like generally speaking, esports is something that's like organically developed on its own steam over yeah. the time is like a very sort of low burn. And the people who make Overwatch are just like, we'll just right now 
uh, like invent this league and invest a lot of money in it in order to like get on top of this development. Yeah. Or like sort of like sort of in a way to monetize the enthusiasm for this game we invented as quickly as possible. Um, but it's all like purely speculative. You know what I mean? Like, I think they might have overshot the mark. Uh, like, I, I'm the most enthusiastic consumer of that that I can imagine. And it's a pretty minor part of like my general yeah. media consumption. But I think this thing is like, you like watching people who are really good at something. Is it just that it's like more impressive to be like athletic? You know what I mean? Than to be good at video games? Because, like, in the abstract, of course, we want to watch people who are really good at a thing. Uh, and Well, there's also... But it's, like, what makes it what makes it different? Like, what, what makes it... Why don't people like... Why don't people like the video games, then? Well, people who excel athletically also are, like, much... Uh, th- their existence as humans, like, what, who and what they are and what they look like, and all this other stuff is like much more consistent with our general ideas of heroes in the first place. Like the guy who's like the best tracer on Overwatch is like a 17 year old, like skinny kid who probably would suck to talk to. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's like not when you imagine uh, a tier of humanity above the mundane one that you and the people, you know, occupy uh, it's you're much more, you're much more willing to like see that embodied as like uh, a ripped, like tall, yeah, uh, probably handsome. I mean, is Charles Barkley handsome? You know what? I'm gonna say yes, he is. I'm gonna say yes too. The point is, he's uh, un- he's interesting looking, which is it almost counts for more. Sure, but I do think it is like fundamentally counterintuitive to uh, idealize someone who. I mean, again, they're just they're really they're just mostly kids. Yeah. Or well, see there you they're go. like they're like. 25 year old monster guys so it's about it's about sex is what you're saying no 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 no. <laughs> i mean yes in the <laughs> incredibly broad sense that like uh by, by biology there's a biological no i think it's, it, it, i think it actually is like pretty separate from the biological i think it's sort of like how we ideate our better selves mm. to be and what that looks like and right I don't i think it's hard to say what it looks like, but I know I can tell you a lot of things that it probably doesn't look like. And and I think one of those all is... of them are gamers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know that's just my two cents. No, no, I think that I think that tracks. I think that tracks for sure. And speaking of tracks, oh, I, was like, I thought we were going to do heroin. <laughs> How about that ELO? You know, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> the only orchestra I don't think is boring. <laughs> oh, do you ever take in classical music? Take it, take it, take it in. Sure. Go and see it. Um, I used to consume. I, uh, I mean, not particularly. I used a lot of like weird folk music. Growing up, my mom did like the arts beat at her paper that she wrote for, and so. We would go to, like, a lot of, like... It was just a lot of, like, folk stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Were you texting over there? Uh, yes. Everything okay, buddy? Uh, well, speaking <laughs> of my mom, my mom wanted to know how to listen to this radio. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. It That's RadioFreeBrooklyn.com. Um, and I should say that if you want to call in, the number is 904-351-0729. That's 904 904- 
3510729 to call in here to uh we're calling it the overtime show here on Radio Free Brooklyn usually point of order today hosted by me your host Colby Smith uh host of Young Persons Radio on Sunday mornings 10 to 11 here for Joe and the gang today and I'm uh, Jack's here too I think ELO seems like something you'd go to a planetarium to watch. <laughs> and I am an advocate of any form of media that takes that medium. Caller? <laughs> oh. You are on the air. Uh, hey, oh. Colby. Tim Kick. Yeah, how's it going, guys? Hey, Tim. How's it going, buddy? It's going pretty good. It's going pretty good. i uh just been uh, getting my daily workout in playing a little Zelda. You know, yes. Now that uh, now that video games are a sport now, <laughs> I uh, feel I can feel my uh, cholesterol lowering. I can feel the weight dropping. Tim, you got a sw- building. You got a switch. Fuck yeah, I got a. Switch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, best thing I've ever done in my life. Tim, like I I get your bit and uh, very incisive, but. Um, I mean, you did pick, <laughs> I mean, a Switch is, like, way more of a physical, uh, game console than, than, like, a PlayStation, for example, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Jack, it's not. Okay. It's really not. <laughs> I mean, yeah, okay, fair enough. Like, by a measure of, 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 of increments, but still. I mean, you are, uh, probably speaking to an audience that debates whether or not, like, I mean, there's people out there who are like, is golf a sport? Well, sure. I mean, people definitely consider golf to be a sport. Oh, really? This, like, uh, this advanced calculator that all these kids are playing inside the house all day is now a sport? (laughs) (laughs) Advanced calculator? I mean, I do think, I mean, the thing about it that I think is insane is if someone says, yeah, I'm an athlete, Uh, I I play Skyrim. I don't think anyone's ever said that, though. But it's where we're headed. <laughs> That's the future liberals it, want. Is that something you're excited to yell at your children about? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what gets me through the day is fantasizing about what what lessons I'm going to impart to them sternly. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, see, okay. So then then what do you stand on like professional wrestling, which is a big passion of mine. I have yes. a Nintendo Switch. And uh, I'm a big professional wrestler and wrestling fan. You know yeah, what? You sound awesome, uh, by yeah. the way. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I think today wrestling. Today is WrestleMania. Things are going today, great. Yes, today is WrestleMania. I think wrestling is in a category completely unto itself. I don't. I wouldn't call it a, a sport, really, because it's fake. Uh, but uh, um, I do. It, it's just. It's a spectacle. It's about. It's about. It's, it is the essence of athletic spectacle. Sure, but I also think just to reemphasize a point that you just said, Colby. Uh, yeah, it's fake. That's yeah. the difference. Yeah, you're, you're not making. It's a show. It's like an air show. You're not making like an apt comparison. I don't think. Who me? No, Dan. you're right. Oh, yeah. It's different than. Uh, it's different when I control this very real character named Link in a very real land of Hyrule. <laughs> on a very real quest to go save this princess or Ganon. I honestly haven't gotten far enough to figure out what the real quest is. Twist is I'm saving Ganon. He is a shapeshifter. Monsters Tim. or something. The known <laughs> shapeshifter. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think so. I mean, professional wrestlers are some of the best athletes like ever. 
Sure. But I, it's not a sport. It is not a sport. They call it yeah. sports entertainment. It's like a different thing. I think that's I just don't understand sports how, entertainment. Uh, yeah, I don't just don't I'm so against video games being a sport. They just aren't. Well, two things. One, <laughs> um I do think it's kind of a question of of semantics because uh Zelda isn't a video game the way Overwatch is a video game. You couldn't play Zelda in a competitive way that would constitute a sport. Right. Um but also, I think the question of whether or not it's a sport is would Michelle Obama tell you to go do it for 30 minutes a day? <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that's so great. Would Michelle Obama that is get on so... TV and say, hey kids? Uh, I don't uh, know. Maybe. Get on your Overwatch. Get on your Overwatch. I don't know. Every day. Uh, Parents, Overwatch with your kids. If she wants Malia to be making friends at college, she should be telling her to play more Overwatch. Malia? What? Yeah. Malia. Molly's going to Bonnaroo. She's not going to need any help getting friends. (laughs) That's true. Uh, Uh, Malia? (laughs) Malia. Malia. I've only ever read it. Malia. Molly. Malia. I don't know. (laughs) It's very funny. For some reason, that sounds. Anyway. Why do I give a fuck about the president's kids? (laughs) <laughs> Who cares? Those are names I don't need to know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I do think... Uh, the first lady is a stretch. There was first that... First lady, first man. Yeah. I don't need to know his family. There I know was... him for his one job. I don't know my dentist's family. <laughs> I do. I know your dentist's family. Yeah, they're nice. <laughs> <laughs> but you're a pervert. <laughs> the, what, the Lippincotts? The Lippincotts. They're nice folks. Uh, yeah, I, there was that thing a couple, a couple, the uh, a while ago where it was like, we've got this, what's the, which one's the older daughter? I think Malia's the older daughter where it's yeah. like, we've got, we, we, there, we've got a video of her like smoking weed at a party at her college. And it's mm-hmm. just like, this is shameful. Well, this is just like, this is, it's a kid. I mean, yeah. Like, I don't think anyone's going to be like, no, they did the right thing. I mean, there, I think so. I think there are like Fox News viewers who, uh, who saw no problem with that. They saw it and they were just like, I knew it. Yeah. You know? But when their kids do drugs, it's an opioid epidemic. Well, <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> it's true. Though. No, it's 100% true. 100%. But I don't want to talk too much about politics. No, not in the sports hour. Not in the sports Though, hour. No, I mean, frankly. Okay, I mean, you know what I would do want to talk about? Uh huh. Is that baseball game we went to, Colby? Yes, Tim innings. was there. Tim was there okay. at the Yankees you mentioned it. Yeah. It was exhausting. It was... And I was telling somebody about this, and I don't think they even understood, but you mentioned it exactly, was saw a grand slam, which is arguably the most <laughs> exciting thing you can see. Did yeah, you just right? say that Colby was telling someone this and you don't think they understood? And was that person me? <laughs> no, no, no. I told, I told somebody Oh, this. okay. Sure, sure, I sure. told somebody this, and they didn't really get it. Right. The way Colby just captured my mind was that <laughs> this is potentially the most exciting thing you can possibly see in baseball a grand slam to win Besides to win you know it'd be i yeah and it's... silence dead silence met with just an empty stadium and it felt like it was the least important oh. biggest play i've ever seen the other thing life. is, is and what a wild game well, it was so nuts the, the other thing will not be televised you know what the... i'm saying <laughs> The thing about that that you're hitting on, Tim, is that these Yankee fans are the most – they're the spoiled rich kids that everybody thinks they are. Just like people – like this early in the game, Manny Machado hit a home run for the Orioles in like the, the second or third inning, and people booed. Like the sta- this whole stadium like booed him. It's like that's, that's absurd. 
That's they were just such dicks. Yeah. Anything that didn't go their way, and there are some of this in every sport where it's just like, ah, oh, like what are you doing up? Like all that stuff was that's in good fun. But the stadium was just everyone was in just like this horrible mood. Like they were so oh god, anything that didn't go their way was just boo wah wah my money. It does have God. It Get does at me, callers. 904-351-0729. Go ahead. It does have the place where uh, if the other team, if someone on the other team suffered a career-ending injury, Yankee fans would cheer. Like, that's yeah. kind of the vibe that's in the stadium, yeah. you know? Yeah, real classy. Real classy which bunch, is, these Yankees which fans. Which is not the vibe you really want associated with, like, marquee fandom, right? Like, no! there's an injury, everyone's respect. I mean, ultimately, you want to be respecting, respectful of these people on some level. Like hitting a home run, I don't know if it's boo worthy or whatever. It's, it's definitely like, not. You know, it should be inspiring you to motivate the other team. It's just yes, yeah, like imagine if every time you were at a basketball game, the other team scored a basket and someone went boo, like the whole stadium just erupts. It would, it's a cacophony. It's horrible, horrible. And not that the Mets are any better. The Mets are losers. They're losers. <laughs> The fans are better. We've got we, for New York baseball fans. We've got the spoiled rich kid that is the Yankees, and we've got we've got the dumb loser that is the Mets. Oh yeah, I mean if the Yankees oh, are wow. if the Yankees are the upper the Upper East Side yeah. kids of baseball, then the Mets are like like the Ronkonkoma. <laughs> <laughs> Just like utterly clueless, brain dead. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh God! Yeah, they. I mean, and this is. Uh, you guys are hosting a New York sports show right now. You realize that? Hey, it's not my show. Sure. I mean, listen, we're here. We're burning. The, we're burning it down and selling the earth. I mean, and I vastly prefer the okay. Mets, and I prefer going to a Mets game. A hundred percent. Over a hundred percent. And I well, like seeing Mister Met. I like that his body is also his head. <laughs> I think it's cool. What? One thing I find interesting about uh, baseball as somebody who's not an active baseball fan, but I love going to the games, is that it's like a sport of tension where the whole point is oh, like yeah. these tense moments yeah. where you have to be hyper-focused. Yes. <clears throat> and I just feel like, <clears throat> oh, excuse me, if I'm not there and if I'm not like focused on it, mm-hmm. it really is, is a difficult watch for me. Definitely, you know. But when you're live and the game's on the line and the pitches matter, and right. you realize that this batter hasn't hit anything all night, and you realize that they're going to take this guy out, like it's all just tension building yeah. and building and building, and it's so much fun. It's, it's the same so thing much fun. fun about golf. It's like golf is the closest sport to me in the sense of like, you know, it's just it's a lot of waiting around for big moments. Yeah, you know, the action is like five percent of the rest of the show. And but, it's all just building up to that. But you can't you know? talk I saw, during like, the build-up. Yeah. Well, for golf, you can't. Well, yeah. yeah. Golf, you can't. Baseball, you can You can hang out. And, yeah. You, know, you can eat chicken in a weird shape. Yeah. And you can talk to your friends. Yeah. Yeah. I saw uh, uh, the U.S. Open for golf, like, years ago. And at the time, it was, like, Phil Mickelson and uh, Adam Scott and Tiger were, like, the top three guys. And they were, like, playing together on, like, day one. And they just, like, I wa- we sat and watched a hole for a minute, which is, like, one of the ways you can enjoy golf, which is another fun aspect of golf, which is, like, how do you choose to watch it if you're actually there? Mm-hmm. Do you, like, follow a guy? Do you follow a hole? Or you're just on hole what patrol. You we were, like, watching this hole, and these guys played through, a few guys played through, and then this 
A squad of Tiger, Phil, and Scott came through, and they took like twice as long to hit everything as the other guys. Uh-huh. And they were just circling it like a like the circling the hole like a like a lion hunting a gazelle. It was like captivating just watching these men like circle and stare at a thing. Mm-hmm. I never thought it could be that interesting, like in real life, because that's lost on TV. You know, oh, like yeah. how much tension there is and how all this and the buildup is gone. Yeah. Well, you mentioned the TV thing, uh, and that's another thing I think baseball has going for it, which is like it is still they're still trying to make it enjoyable for the people at the stadium, which football is definitely not doing. If you go to a football game, there is so much just standing around. I've never been to a foot like a lot. I would not recommend it at all. <laughs> it is, they, like they're, baseball is like they've got the like giveaways between the innings they've and got like stuff for you to do. Yeah, yeah. Kiss cam. Uh, friend cam, um, yeah, but handshake cam, <laughs> handshake cam. Trey, what's in your pockets? Cam, you ever been on that one? <laughs> Nightmare, <laughs> but fun. You can get ripped off on that one. Oh, absolutely. Oh, there, there's no. I only go to the game with rocks in my pocket. <laughs> yeah, there's. Lucky you come away with an iPhone. There's no consumer protection bureau during the <laughs> Trey, what's in your pockets? Cam, <laughs> you get what you get, and you don't get upset. You shouldn't have brought your engagement ring. <laughs> also, why was your engagement ring in your pocket? You were gonna propose, but you were waiting. Half patch in their relationship. <laughs> the hundred you slipped the camera guy didn't kick in until the seventh inning, <laughs> where the switches in your pockets cam comes on in the fourth. So now the guy next to you is proposing to your I fiance. Have, there is nothing funnier than I've totally seen back-to-back baseball game proposals. It's the funniest. Wait, in the same it somehow game? Somehow makes everything. In the same game, there was a "Will you marry me?" and then immediately after that, there was another "Will you marry me?" I feel like that's so funny. Even this joke, they do I'm about the whole thing. They do all the birthdays. They do an engagement. They did a promposal at the game we were at. Yeah, they did. <laughs> and everyone's got the same ideas. The this even this joke is like so incredibly of like '90s rom com humor mentality. But I will say that the idea of proposing to your girlfriend at a baseball game is like the ultimate like. Uh, fucking dude, bro. Like the the fact that your most romantic conception is like, I'll bring her to a place that I love <laughs> <laughs> and give her I, a ring. I gotta do it at the most romantic place I can, I can think, think of. of. Hmm. Uh, hmm. Behind home plate at Yankee Stadium, baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, this place that'll just be a home for wolves in two hundred years. <laughs> It'll be a wolf dome. All those vines growing over it. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there's a scenario where that's good, but in general, it's, like, just kind of random. Yeah. It happens at a weird time. You know, if it happened at the game last night, the stadium was empty, the mood was kind of... Oh, totally. That is the funniest thing. They'd probably already left by the time it yeah, got up Yeah, he probably there. didn't do it. Where his girlfriend was, like, or his, his prom, his pr- potential prom date was, like, can't we just leave? Like, this game is going on forever. <laughs> and he's, like, no, 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 I want to stay. And she's, like, why? And he's, like, I don't know. Just, I really, like, <laughs> I really want to see if we can get to 18 innings. Yeah, which, would, I mean, she had probably <laughs> been, like, <laughs> completely reconsidered okay. her prom can choice. I, what? Can I also say that promposals are stupid? Yeah. I never did one. Yeah, you can. I had, I had dates to prom, but promposals so stupid, especially if you're dating somebody already. Yeah, like you're gonna. So you're making a grand gesture for somebody that you're already dating. The promposal <laughs> yeah. we saw at the Yankees why would, game why would was you signed do that? Love John. And yeah, and we both looked at each other like love. This kid's like 17 years old. 
Yeah, he already loves her. Like, Mormons are really into promposals. He puts love at the bottom? Oh, really? Yeah. Mormons are really into promposals um, because it's like this weird romantic like outlet they get. Yeah. What? It's like, it's it's like in- sex to them. Well, yeah. Well, it's, no, truly. Like, it's incredibly verboten for them to not... I mean, obviously, they can't act on any kind of sexual urge, but it's also, like, very discouraged for them to even have serious romantic, uh, like, inclinations. Like, even mm-hmm. platonic, pl- platonic, but I mean chase romantic yeah. inclinations. Yeah. But if you can make it a prank bra, like, it really is just them acting out, like, all this repressed sexual urges and repressed violence through, like, YouTube-esque pranks. Mm. Um, That's very interesting. Which, I mean, eventually, it'll just... I mean... Uh, it'll mean they bring their like date to like the suicide forest in Japan to in order to propose to them, and then they accidentally. <laughs> it'll be that Yo, controversy all over the again. Suicide forest is so funny. What? Oh no, it's a hilarious prank. I just heard the switch come on in the background, Tim. Uh, Tim, are you turning on the it switch? It totally did. I'm. Uh... <laughs> no, man. You, sometimes you just gotta game through the morning. Yeah. So. A little turkey to talk because I haven't yet to play Breath of the Wild. Uh, and it obviously seems uh, like utterly riveting to me. But do you find that the open world structure takes away from the kind of narrative thrust that makes Zelda games so appealing? Um, I will say that the narrative is the least interesting part of any video game I play. Oh, okay. Mm, interesting. interesting. I don't care. But I'm not a big... I don't play a lot of video games, which is why I was, like, down for the Switch. It's because like, there's only one game for it that anyone will that ever want to play? Teeth into. Yeah. And then the rest of them are games that you play with other people. Like, I don't... I'm not a big gamer. But I'm going to be into Zelda for, like, another week, and then <laughs> I'll probably... I don't know what I'll do. Yeah. I'll go back to living life. Very expensive uh, phase you're going through right now, Tim. <laughs> Yeah, especially because... Yeah, but it's great. It'll be a one jam-packed week that I'm going to love. Yeah. I mean, you could resell your Switch, but you're going to have to do that before you accidentally step on it in the dark. Uh, but, like, no. I got the neon controller, so I'm good. Oh, that's cool. You know, my PlayStation is gold. Yeah, I came true. into GameStop, and I was like, hey, I want to buy a PlayStation today. And they're like, well, it's your lucky day. We're doing a promotion where the PlayStation is gold. <laughs> and so I, was, I bought it. <laughs> It's cool. I like gold stuff. <laughs> yeah, Jack's got uh, Jack's got gold curtains in his room. Uh, yeah. When he moved in, they were maroon, but uh, he he insisted on replacing them with gold curtains. Yeah, I smelted them. Um, and uh, that is just one of the many ways he is similar to our president. <laughs> oh, I was honestly Donald Trump did not cross my mind. I was thinking Scrooge McDuck throughout. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Well, it's a swing and a miss for old Kolb. No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, obviously, it's much more uh, politically relevant, but I mean... It, screw it would be so funny if, if a room in the White House was just taking up with gold coins. Yeah, for him to every, dive board every into. Day, Donald Trump, like, dove into it, but, like, the way a very human and old man... <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, Donald Trump... just kind of falls off the diving board. Where he kind of hurts himself oh, and kind of flops on it. A man Donald Trump's age go. and size, like, has to slowly ease himself into that pool using both bars in the shallow end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's got to, like, brace himself for the part... You know, where the part of like, like looking his... around like, why are all these kids here? <laughs> why are all these kids in my pool? And once he gets waist deep, he hurries in so, to, so as to cover his torso. <laughs> yeah. I got to go to the showers, everybody. So it's going to take me 40 minutes to get dressed. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna stand. I'm gonna stand under the cold water for a while. Right. <laughs> Think about all the mistakes I've made. Old people move around in the shallow ends of pools the same way they move around like malls so, or parking lots. Yes. There's just a sort of like general s- small circle they move in. Yeah. So you you guys most know that I work at a at a community center where I am occasionally in the locker room at the same time as these old old guys, right? right. These old guys who are like members at the pool and the gym. Sure. And uh news to me. Recently, <laughs> recently I was getting dressed uh, after after a workout, yeah, I worked out. Yeah, I can tell. Uh, and uh, probably shirtless. What game? Were you playing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, there it is. Mario Very Kart. Very good. Very good. After thirty minutes of Mario Kart, that's after- my cardio. Um, but uh, it, I was, it, this guy comes over. And he's he starts to he starts to get dressed too, and he goes, uh, he goes, uh, are you married? <laughs> <laughs> That could be the whole story. That's great. <laughs> no. Oh, good. And okay. I was like, uh, I was like, no, no, no. And I expected the next question to be like, like, are you seeing anybody or like, what, what's going on? Until you, know? you eventually asked if he could just watch you yes. dress yourself. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. Exactly. But the next thing he said was good. And I was like, I was like, <laughs> I was like, what? Jesus. And he goes, I'm, I've got friends who were married. And they tell me that they get laid more when they're not married than when they are. Wait a second. What he's trying to say is, when you get married, you stop having all that sex you're right. having. This is an 80-year-old man. So this was an 80-year-old man who himself is not married. Not married, He's yeah. never been married, apparently. No. And wants to, based on things he's heard, yeah. pass that message along to or just a stranger. Yeah, yeah. I like that. That's going to be me. So then... And I was like, yeah, yeah, haha. Like, just, do you know in this Sounds situation like, yeah. where yeah. you're like agreeing to anything a person just says to get just out of the to make them oh, stop? For sure. Yeah, uh, that's all conversations that. I have. With yes. Any human. <laughs> yes. So then I was like, yes, ah, ha, ha. It kind of like dies down. There's a pause. His second question: Do you follow the stock market? <laughs> <laughs> now there's an erotic rush. <laughs> Because he's got tips and he's not wasting them on a, on a uh, married guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know you're single. And we'll use this money to fucking discriminately. <laughs> Outside of it. I got stock tips, but they're only for guys who fuck. <laughs> I don't want you using these stock tips to support your wife and children. <laughs> not for your married virgins. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! These ain't fuckless Scott stock tips. It was so the whole thing was so sad to me in a way. Well, it also it screams of a kind of loneliness. That yes, there's an implicit pre-existing dialogue where he was talking with someone and they're like, "You're lonely. Well, how about next time you're in the locker room? I don't know. Ask if people are married, then tell them don't, and then ask if they're, if they're into the stock market. You know, basic questions you'd ask any human." In order to get them open up in a way that made them feel safe in an environment that everyone feels completely at ease. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, did you guys kiss on the mouth? <laughs> Is my primary. So here's question. the here's the twist. He and I are getting married. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. I mean, how much further did that? 
I feel like that because I feel like that conversation inevitably leads to him paying you for your companionship. <laughs> no, he uh, he just wanted to. He really just wanted to yell about uh, about uh, the president. And it was just like, yeah, these bums, they don't follow the stock market. Oh, yeah, that's my big critique of the president. Our current president doesn't follow the <laughs> stock market. And it's, I mean, I don't know. It's, I, easy, it's easy to, 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 to follow if you get in the habit of doing it every day. That's what he said. <laughs> that's what he said. And there was a time in my life where I would have uh, thought he was very wise. <laughs> I was just you like, go home and looking, about it. I was looking for a mentor so it's just anywhere. That just any old man would do. Dear WordPress, <laughs> New York really is cool. <laughs> what they say about all kinds of crazy characters living here is true. And how. Take, for example, <laughs> this old man. This would make a good short story. <laughs> oh, my God. Jack and I were at a party once. Uh, not even a party. We were meeting a new neighbor who'd moved in across the hall. And I forget even what story. Someone just mentioned, like, a pretty uh, pretty pedestrian anecdote. Yeah. You know, how you say to other people in order to, uh, I don't know, Chat? connect with them in, uh -huh. in an ephemeral way. And she just got this sort of very kind of, like, dreamy look on her face. And she was just like, that would make a very good short story. <laughs> uh, like, it was. <laughs> yeah. That's the difference between. Uh, no, I'm not gonna say it. Um, Drop my pen. Well, I mean, in her defense, the anecdote was how um, I bought these beautiful tortoiseshell combs for my wife, but I had to sell my grandfather's watch to get them, and she bought me a platinum <laughs> chain for my watch, but she had to sell her hair to get it. Which is my go-to anecdote in any gathering. And it would make a good short story. Oh, that's beautiful. Uh, it's got layers. I'm like, it really. <laughs> oh, Lordy. Tim, what's the rest of your Sunday looking like? Uh, going to go over to a buddy's house, watch some WrestleMania. That's right. Um, I don't know. You want to hang out before the. <laughs> Yeah, what time are you doing that? I don't know. Seven it starts? Yeah, I could, if you want to get food before Probably that, I can get food. The woods, uh, Let's get food. That. Let's get food before that. Let's get food. Come up to the neighborhood. We'll go. Yeah, There's you a, come? Nah. Like, <laughs> Sorry, that was a lot terser than I meant nah. to say it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, Tim. But the sentiment is, is unchanged. Yeah. Hey Jack, that wasn't an invitation, right? It was merely to gauge interest. Well, I will. I yeah, you were just wanted to for intellectual reasons. Wanted to know. I will say that you know you guys got pretty far into these plans before remembering that I was also here and that uh, civil. It would be only be civil to invite me, and I get it. I throw off your uh, your vibe, your dynamic. You know. Yeah, you've really struggled to fit in on this conversation well, we've been having. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's hard to know your one's place. You're a. Uh... You're Tim. a ball stopper, Jack. A ball <laughs> stopper? I, guys, I just want to say this. This is the thing I've been observing lately, and I, I want to say it publicly mm, on the air, sure. which is parents can be such blockers. All right, guys. Don't <laughs> at him. All right? Leave it be. <laughs> they can be such blockers. Yeah. Um. I mean. Guys, you know what's crazy now? Butt chugging. <laughs> All the Tim, kids are doing it. what's the longest song you know? I want to play a long song the to end the show. Song I know? Yeah. 
Freebird? No. Um, that one. Okay, Weird Al has a song called Albuquerque. Oh, Albuquerque is really like, good too, and I haven't heard it in a long time. Can you play Albuquerque? Let's do it. Yeah, dude, play Albuquerque. Hell yeah. Al, 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 there it is. Way back when I was just an idiot. I, you know oh, what? Yeah. I think I might still know every word to Albuquerque. Yeah. Oh, it's 11 minutes and 20. That's, yeah. that's perfect. Albuquerque. It really well, I mean, you guys want to end the show? Bear claws. You want to end the show? Uh,. I mean, I'm not. I yeah, mean, I'm done. Do you really feel like our conversation is so like like stilted at this point that we just need to, to kill it early? I mean, yeah, I think we should end the show. I'm, it's just really hot in here. It's Bobby Boylan <laughs> in here for sure. In fact, I need. I'm, I'm fighting. It's so warm in here. I'm fighting the urge to take off my clothes, put on a towel, and ask Colby if he's married. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting that thing where... Oh, oh that is so funny. That's... Oh, God. Where your t-shirts... I just ruined it by saying it, too. <laughs> saying it's so funny? Yeah. I love the thing where... I have in the thing where your t-shirt gets trapped under the folds of your torso. Yeah. And then the sweat builds under there, and you, like, really get a first-hand experience of how, like, fungus is formed in nature. Um, Tim, how's your... How's yeah, how's your... your tor- what's your torso sitch? Tim? Tim, you there? What? Nothing. Never mind. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't hear the last part. If you're going to be okay. here, you need to be engaged, man. Oh, it's tough. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, let's end the show now. Tim, uh, I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to I'm going to let you go, but we'll 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 talk soon. All right. Tim out. Bye. Bye, buddy. Jack. You're one in a million. That was a bunch of kissy noises. That's right. Guys, Point of Order will be back next week in their regularly scheduled time slot. Uh, in the meantime, uh, you can check them out. Uh, their archives at podomatic.com, where Radio Free Brooklyn hosts all of their uh, podcast recordings of the shows that we do, uh, all, the ta- all the talk shows. Of course, all the music shows you can find on mixcloud.com. Just search for Radio Free Brooklyn to find our full roster of shows there. And while you're there, you might as well check out my show, which is Young Persons Radio, which airs every Sunday morning at 10 uh, and goes until 11 o'clock here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Next week, I'm very excited. Uh, our guest will be uh, Ryan McCormick, uh, who is very funny and a, a wonderful musician. Spice guy? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so that's going to be a great show. I want to thank, uh, thank Jack for hanging out with us for so long this morning. And to everybody who called in on the last two hours. Uh, we are going to go out to what else? Uh, Albuquerque by Weird Al. Uh, Bye, everybody. We'll Uh, see you next week. Stay tuned for the Brooklyn Conversation coming up in mere moments. Goodbye. Way back when I was just a little bitty boy and living in a box under the stairs in the corner of the basement of the house half a block down the street from Jerry's bait shop.